Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode will be another instalment in the Michael Bay franchise and this is one of the last ones. I think this is part of the last four I believe. So we're going to talk today about 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Now I remember going to see this at the cinema when it first came out back in 2016, January time. And I loved it. Okay, I absolutely loved it. Now, I was a huge Michael Bay fan then anyway, but I liked how... I think this... Yeah, this must have been my first R-rated Michael Bay film at the cinema. I know that's not something to be proud of at all, you know, but it was still a big deal for me because I really liked the look of this film and I was excited to see it on the big screen. And it didn't disappoint... And what I love about this film is how it tells a story that I was not aware of before. However, I feel like people should be. Okay, everybody needs to know the story of what happened here in Benghazi. Because a lot of people, when they think of 9-11, they think of the terrible attack on the World Trade Center. Or they think of the planes that went down too. But this story actually, well, this is a real story. This event actually happened on the anniversary of 9-11. So in 2012... Six operatives uh, working for the CIA were in Libya at the time at the outpost in Benghazi when a US ambassador came to Libya to... What was he doing there? It's never really explained what he's doing there. He's just like kind of trying to get relations sorted with the people of Libya. And so while he's there, it's on the anniversary of 9-11 and a terrible, terrible attack happens. He's at his compound and it gets flooded with attackers. And unfortunately, he lost his life that day along with one of the IT technicians that was at the base at the time too. So all this happened because... Libya is a failed state, and it's only gone on to get even worse, being a stronghold for ISIS, as the credits reveal at the end of the film. However, at the time, I'm not personally aware of what it was like. However, from this film, I get the impression that it was not good. Right, it was not a safe place to be at all. It's one of the most dangerous places on Earth. And as this was happening, about a mile away was the Benghazi outpost with the GRS members, the six main CIA operatives, that had to go and try and rescue him, but ultimately contain the situation and survive. Okay, it's not just about saving the life, it's about surviving themselves, and it's brutal. Okay, it's an absolutely heart-wrenching, brutal film. It's called 13 Hours because they spent about 13 hours in a war. Okay, the whole place is a war zone, but they were being attacked and they were under fire for almost 13 hours. It's gripping, it's intense, it's horrible, it's really well told because you know what Michael Bay's like, he always just glamorizes everything, slow motion, explosions, yes that is all in this too. Okay, there, there are a couple of shots I will admit that are f great, okay, there's one mortar scene and you see the mortar, you, you, the, <laughs> the camera is placed inside the mortar chamber and they drop the mortar in and as it hits the bottom of it and it sparks up and it ignites, the camera then follows it and it goes in the air and it's slow motion and we're watching the mortar fly through the air as it lands in the base in Benghazi. Now this isn't nice because it kills people and it's horrible and there's just massive carnage everywhere. But oh, those shots look good. <laughs> those shots do look good. But look, 
Michael Bay, you've seen him do this sort of thing before with Pearl Harbor. He takes a real event, usually set in a war environment, and Pearl Harbor was done for a 12 rated audience, okay, it's PG-13, so it's been glamorised to the sh** out of, and it's been toned down, because even though it does a decent job of portraying the horrors of war, but nothing like this film, okay, 13 hours, really puts you into the environment, really puts you onto the front line with these guys, and a lot of the time, you don't have a clue what is going on, because neither do they. And what, what this film does, which is quite funny, is it keeps telling you time and time again what timestamp it is. So it'll say like 10pm, 10.06pm, 10.13pm, 11.07pm, 11.21pm. just keeps doing that all the way through the film. Like I don't think I've ever seen a film where it has quite as many timestamps. But it still doesn't make anything logical, or it does not make anything make sense in the slightest. And that's kind of effective because we don't know what's going on, they don't know what's going on. I think there's one line in the film that is repeated about 70 times. Are we expecting any friendlies? And then the guy goes, I'm not aware of any friendlies. But that happens again and again and again because they keep trying to phone in for air support, for just military support. They can't get it. They're not aware of any friendlies yet again, and then people turn up, cars turn up, military turns up, but is it a bad guy, is it a good guy? They're speaking to the enemy at one point, but they don't know it. It's crazy, it's carnage, it's a massacre at the end of the day, and it's horrifying, but this film does such an amazing job of being extremely respectful for what happened with the losses of multiple lives and the destruction of so many as well. Okay, it's not just the people that lost their lives, it's the destruction of this society and these homes and even the homes outside of the war, the families that have lost loved ones. It's horrible and it's terrible, but this film is really respectful in that manner. So I love the acting. The performances are so damn good, right? It's got a good cast. John Krasinski gives an incredible performance. This was around the time just before A Quiet Place, and it was kind of after The Office, but before he turned his hand at being an incredible director with A Quiet Place and actor in that too. I was heavy into a marathon of The Office at the time, so I was a fan of John Krasinski anyway. And then watching him in this, it really made me a huge fan because he is so different in this, but so great. This kind of feels like his audition for Jack Ryan as well, because he also plays a guy called Jack. And it was kind of funny. I know this isn't a funny film, but to be fair, they do have some light-hearted moments because... At the end of the day, it's six war heroes together interacting for a lot of it because they don't know what the f*** is going on. And it's funny because they are friends and they're having banter and that sort of situation, that sort of emotional connection that you have with these characters, it really makes it so much better because you look at what Michael Bay's done before and there's, there's some character dynamics that really work well. Pain and Gain, Bad Boys, that sort of thing springs to mind. But then you've also got things like Armageddon and Pearl Harbor, where each character is so different to one another, it just does not work, it clashes too hard. But with a film like this, they are written so well because they are real people, and each actor makes it feel like they are genuine soldiers. Okay, so Pablo Schreiber's in it, David Denman, who plays Roy in The Office. So you've got Jim and Roy from The Office, both competing for Pam in that. Now they're working side by side in this, they're best buddies. And then you've also got James Badgedale, who is incredible. Everybody is so, so good in this film. And it kind of adds to the horror because it feels like they are genuinely in this war zone. They are genuinely soldiers dealing with this sh in this horrifying experience. But it works so well in that respect. And it's so bloody, it's so brutal. It's quite, I mean, I, I laugh a lot at violence. And there are some moments that I do laugh at when 
one guy gets shot and he's pointing his RPG down at the ground, gets shot straight through the head, fires the RPG anyway, and it blows up him and his friends around him. But that's good because that is the enemy, so we can laugh at that. But yeah, this film is not nice to watch at times. There are some major continuity errors, to nobody's surprise, because it's a Michael Bay film. But some shots just appear at night time, and then the next shot, it's the middle of the day. I don't know what's going on. Like I genuinely don't have any clue what is happening. But this happens time and time again, not just in his films, okay, it happens in so many other Hollywood films. Like I said before, I can't remember what film, I think I was talking about Bad Boys 2 when I mentioned this before, but it happens in No Way Home most recently. But yeah, this film, it for me, it stands out as being the most obvious when I think of why is it suddenly daytime? It was just the middle of the night before, because <laughs> it takes place over one night. It starts at about 9pm one night, and then it goes right through till 10am the next morning. Also, there's one guy that is 400 miles away from them, at different at the Tripoli base in Libya, but then he just gets there, and this is what I mean, it keeps telling you timestamps, but I'm sure he was at the Tripoli base 400 miles away at, like, midnight, and then just before 1am, he was all the way in Benghazi, but can you travel 400 miles in an hour? I mean, I don't know, can you? I, I don't know. I need to check that. But look, aside from the editing issues and the script does falter sometimes because it does seem like he just keeps asking, are we expecting any friendlies? And it happens again and again and again. Characters look slightly different, okay? Beards kind of shrink and expand. Hair changes a little bit. But that's just typical Michael Bay, so I don't care because the story and the brutality of it it's so different to, it, it is different to what Michael Bay has done before, because we've seen him do PG-13 war, and we've seen him do R-rated true stories like Pain and Gain, but now he's blending the two together, and he's giving it that typical Michael Bay flair, and speaking of flair, there is so much lens flair in this film, it's crazy, and he's adding that yellow tint, and he's adding that slow motion explosions, the score, okay, the score does repeat a little bit too much, but the score is fantastic. It's one of my favourite scores in a Michael Bay film. I really enjoy it, and I think he enjoys it a little bit too much because then he goes on to reuse it in Six Underground, which I will talk about in a couple of movies' time. But yeah, this film, 13 Hours, I would highly recommend it. It is one of my favourite Michael Bay films. I think it's on my top three. I think if I had to give a top three, I know I'm not at the end yet, so I, I shouldn't give a top three, but I'd say this and Pain and Gain definitely stand out to me, and maybe Six Underground, purely because it is so daft, it's f***ing amazing, but 13 Hours is a genuinely fantastic film. Yes, it has issues, but it tells an amazing story in a great time, like, it's 2 hours 20 minutes, but this is one of his shortest feeling films, even though so much of it is just cause for confusion, because they don't know what's going on, neither do I, neither does anybody watching this movie, but it really captures the essence of what must have happened so well. Now, I know that's really hypocritical in me saying, because I do not have a clue what it was like. I didn't know about this story until watching this film. But at the end of the day, I am now aware of it, and I feel like everybody else should be too, right? We need to be educated on what happened, because whenever the 11th of September rolls around again, we're always commemorating and having a moment's silence for the attacks on the World Trade Center on 9-11, but nobody ever talks about this. Nobody ever talks about what these soldiers went through and the loss of the US ambassador. So, yeah, I feel like this is a story that really needs to be told, and... Michael Bay does uh, surprisingly, but satisfyingly, very, very, very good job of telling it. So I love it. I'm a huge, huge fan of this film. So with that, all that's left me to do is give it a Bayhem ranking. It's massive. Okay, there is a sh 
ton of explosions is basically just all-out explosive carnage for two hours 20 minutes so I'd, I'd say it's one of his highest I'm gonna give it 777 out of 849 all right it is high it's one of his most explosive films but it's brilliant okay absolutely brilliant and it, it's sad it's really emotional but it's beautiful some great performances great music great action sequences but yeah it, it's hard to watch at times i will admit but that being said definitely definitely check it out okay you will not regret it 13 hours the secret soldiers of benghazi so with that i have been kieran and i shall speak to you in the next episode of you can't handle the truth <laughs>